0: Hey, welcome to the Original Brew Collective Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Yeah, thank (laughs) you. If this is your first time tuning in, um, each week what we do on on these episodes is we review a different beer um, from a brewery. And sometimes they're the same brewery, but oftentimes we try to get ones from different breweries. Yep. Today, we do we do have a different brewery. We haven't reviewed yeah. this
1: one before. So what are we drinking today? I am quite excited about this one. This is Highland Park Brewing from L.A. area, um, from L.A. Um, their location is Chinatown, so don't let their uh, their name fool you. They were actually, their first location was Highland Park, L.A. They uh, moved locations to a larger um, location, um, cooler in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really cool setup they have going on. And it uh, fortunately, it uh, increased their ability to um to Brew more, that's awesome. uh, which is great for us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, today we're uh, drinking a uh, collective blend, which is going to be our first. Uh, my first, is this is your first Highland Park. So, I
0: have n- like first just Highland Park. So, I had Highland Park and Moonrakers collab through the Hot Bind, right? I had that, that's the only other one yeah. that I've had from okay, the and We so. had that
1: one together, right? I'm um, trying to remember though, like, I don't know if you've shared one with me or not, but that's the one that I remember that I've had, okay? Yeah. Yeah, so I've had um, Highland Park before. I, every time I go to L.A., I try to go to Highland Park. It's personally one of my favorites um, in the L.A. area. Um, I've never, never had a bad beer from them. Um, they brewed a wide range of styles, stouts, obviously sours, IPAs, pale ales, pilsners. They actually brewed a, or a pilsner with river rocks. so That's they co- so Yeah, so they collected river rocks and put that into their Did pilsner. Did you possibly try that one? I did try that one. Did yeah, you? Oh. I did. So I saw that they were doing it. I thought it was really interesting. Didn't think I was going to actually be able to try it. Um, but they still had it on tap when I went to the brewery. Um, I think it was the last time I went. Because um, like I said, I try to go there every time I'm in L.A. Uh, but yeah, so I got to try that one. It was interesting. It was good. <laughs> um, it was a good beer, definitely. Um, but yeah, um, so they, they do brew a very wide range of styles. Um, like you mentioned, they they came to Moonraker, the guys from Highland Park, traveled um, up here to Auburn, California, to Moonraker's location in Auburn, and they brewed a beer, which was called Through the Hot Vine. Through the Hot Vine. And then Moonraker went um, down to L.A. and brewed with them um, in a collaboration, made an IPA that was called High Moon Hmm. um, that was released a little while back. Um, But, yeah, really excited about this one. Um, This is, like I said, I've had them before. This is, I think, Ben's first solely, you know, their original own beer, not a collaboration. Um, and my first sour. So really excited uh, sour from them. Yeah. We've had sours before. <laughs> so we've tried sours. sours before. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've tried sour yeah. on the show. Um, but yeah, so we're really excited to open this one up. Um, let's crack it open. Let's do it. So for those of you who are currently listening and not watching on YouTube right now, once again, we're drinking Collective Blend, which is a sour ale aged in oak from Highland Park Brewing Company in LA, California, coming in at 6.1 ABV. Simple label on this bottle, white with lines creating a border around the name. All right, so now that we have the beer poured into our tekus, um, once again, this is Collective Blend from a Highland Park brewing in uh, LA, California, coming in at 6.1 ABV. So taking a look right off the bat, the color is a darker orange. Mm-hmm. I was going to say amber, like an, an amber ambery orange. Ar- orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of a, I don't want to say burnt orange. Yeah, I, would sh- really. I think that's a good- burnt orange. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, so we're looking a little ambery, dark orange, burnt orange, um, whatever you want to call it. Kind of looks like an orange you'd see in like a sunrise or something. Like that's yeah, of, yeah. Wow, what a the color just got a little more beautiful. <laughs> it is. Be it's a, a beautiful a, color. That it really is. Yeah, it is. And then uh, we've got some decent head retention, mm-hmm. uh, especially for a sour. We'll give it a little swirl. It's leaving that lacing, like to see that. Um, let's see what we pick up on the nose. I mean, you could obviously it's a sour. You pick up on the sour, mm-hmm. um, but maybe a little bit of grapefruit, a little bit of, for lack of a better term, funk.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, on this one, something a little tangy.
0: Yeah, tangy. That's a good way to describe it. And like you said, it is a sour, and um, I can you can definitely tell that this is going to be sour. Or at least that's what I'm, yeah. what I would guess, what I would guess, I yeah, guess you and, never know. And
1: not all sours, yeah, you can get like smells on the nose, it's going to be really sour, but then on, on the palate, it's not as sour as you would have expected from what you got on the nose. Yeah, I mean, I am getting
0: like, that like tang, tangy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good description of it. Let's see what we get on the palate.
1: Gosh. that's really good that is really good yeah so this uh a lot of the sours that we've had and this is um aged in oak a lot of the sours we've had are our kettle sours and um, we can kind of we'll kind of get into that a little bit um so if you're not quite sure what we mean by that hold on <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so this and this doesn't have a lot of the sours like i said our kettle that we've had um and have you know berries. You know a mix have you know been aged with berries, different variety of berries. You know um, we've had blueberry, we've had raspberry, we've had mango, a wide variety of fruits. Um, yeah, this one is just pure sour and it's delicious. Um, definitely, it's not overly sour. I, it's not, and like
0: that's a, like I said, when putting it putting it to the nose and like smelling it, mm. it smells very sour. Like it's gonna be, and then drinking it,
1: a little bit. Of citrus. I'm like,
0: yeah. It's like I will say, like I'm pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. that I mean, it is. It obviously it's like sour, but yeah, there is like this kind of like fruity like undertone to it that is kind of like making that
1: sourness like dissipate. In, yeah, and in, in a way, yeah, like a really good way. This is a, a really complex. There's a lot of depth to this beer. Yeah, it was a really good one. Um, Just to be on topic uh if you watched or listened like with us before uh we do what we call brewery talk and so every episode there is a new topic this week we wanted to keep it on theme with what we're drinking so the topic is sours mm-hmm. uh sours over the you know last handful of years have been progressively gaining in popularity um i know when i f- had my first hour i was like what the what the crap is this like i was i was not into it I and mean, that was my first hour i think by the time i had a second the second sour and it lack of better term, not all sours are created equal. I've had some sours I'm not the biggest fan of, and then I've had some like this one that are really good. Mm-hmm. And you could just taste the quality. Um, um so the topic without just I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but the, yeah. top, the topic is sours. Well,
0: because I mean, just like going off that too, just really quick, I mean, you I knew you guys, um, like you and our, our friends, you guys mm-hmm. were getting getting into sours, and I was like not a fan at yeah. first. I was like, what how is this? Uh, why do you guys like mm-hmm. this? But then, I mean, kind of just with, like, anything, I feel like alcohol-related, the more you drink it, the more you start appreciating it. And, yeah. like, um, so I've, like, really started liking Sours, and just, like, the quality of this one, man, you can tell. This yeah. is a great, this is a great one. Um, but I'm excited to hear about,
1: I don't know anything, of, yeah. like, what you're going to share, so I'm excited to hear more about more about, Sours and learn yeah, about so it. Yeah, so I'll just give a... I, no, we're not without going too in depth and getting into the complexity of what goes into a sour, um what makes it sour is is like the bacteria. And so there's two uh, common bacteria used in sours, um petiococcus and lactobacillus. Hmm. Right. Um and then there's also you hear and I've already mentioned this, there's kettle sours and there's barrel aged sours. So sours are actually some of the oldest beers ever back hmm. in the day. It was very common for beers to be sour um, the before um, pasteurization and um, just, you know, sanitization and everything uh, was, you know, common, more of a common practice or um, there was enough knowledge on that stuff. So, um, yeah, it was way more common for beers to be sour back in the day. Um, so it's not like this is anything new. Um, it's just, like I said, starting to gain in popularity now, mm-hmm. um, with people really taking advantage of the ability to create a sour and kettle sours and barrel aged sours. Um, one of the huge differences is the time it takes to make them. Um, kettle sour is a quicker version. Um, the name kettle and sour is it's pretty self-explanatory versus barrel. So barrel aged sour, it's like what you'd expect. It's aged in barrels. And then the kettle sour when you walk into a brewery and you see those giant, like massive steel, like canisters, um, mash ton, um, that's what a kettle sour is made in. Um, it's a quick process. They can make them in about four to six weeks with barrel aged sours. You know, you take a minimum of, you know, six months or more. You can do them for years. There's also a huge variety of styles that are considered sour. So like goza's and lambics. Um, there's a bunch of different types that are classified as, as sour beers. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's just really interesting. Um, so the lactobacillus um, is, like I mentioned, is one of them. And that is actually what makes uh, yogurt a little bit sour. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's a little fun fact. That is a fun fact. Yeah. And then, um, sorry, I'm having to reference my phone for the names on the pronunciation. Yeah, cause, that's fair. Yeah, because when I was looking at these, <laughs> I was like, uh, I found out I was saying them wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then petiococcus um, is often found in Belgian uh, beers. Um, and one thing I thought was really interesting... And I hope I'm not, like, just spewing out a ton of information. And I think it's you know, interesting. Yeah. Um, for one thing that I thought was really interesting, specifically with pediococcus, and when you're making, like, a barrel-aged beer with, with pediococcus bacteria, um, about 3% alcohol is going to kill new pediococcus. And so it's common practice to keep the uh, ABV, the alcohol content, between 1% to 2%, to keep it really low. Mm. So um, a common practice would be to fill half a barrel with 1% to 2% beer, um, and let it start working, doing its magic, and then maybe, you know, one to two months, a couple months in, then they can add a higher gravity beer to it, um, so higher ABV, more, um, you know, alcohol in that, um, and then progress from there so that you don't have such a low content or ABV beer in the end mm-hmm. result, um, because yeah, you don't want to kill that bacteria or else yeah. you're going to ruin your sour,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I just thought that was really interesting, um about this, about, you know, the sour process is really interesting, and it's hard, especially with barrel-age, to repeat the process in general, um, because they are really unique beers, and it's all about, like, letting the bacteria work. Um, But, yeah, um, I thought that it would be interesting to look up the... uh, We are drinking a sour ale, and so I said there's, like, Lambics and um, other styles that are classified as still sour beers. Um, But I was interested, since we're drinking a sour ale, what are the top Rated sour ales on untapped. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled that up. And so we are looking at... And I, so some of these I've never heard of. Actually, I'm going to look at the top five. And all of them I've never heard of. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the highest rated sour ale. Because there are... If you were going untapped... And I'm using untapped. You can use, you know... Some people use beer advocate. I prefer untapped most of the time there are reasons that i like beer advocate but let's not get into that
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but on untapped you can filter by styles um and then like by you know the top rated and so that's what i'm looking at right now for sour ales um the highest rated sour ale is r&d sour fruit by new Glarus brewing company and it kind of breaks my heart a little bit because this beer is no longer being produced by the brewery oh, man! And it's the highest rated sour ale on untapped that's crazy Just
0: spell some out for that, yeah. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. I mean, so that, and so that's a sour ale, right? So are all sour ales, like, aged then? For, like,
1: uh, do people still have it, like, that they could be aging? Will that make it better, or? That's a good question. Um, I don't want to give an answer on that one, because. Because I I wonder
0: if people
1: might still have. That beer, like if that's a thing, where you. Can I mean, you it. can age sours like you can a lot of stouts. You can just age a stout. Yeah, a exactly. Time. Sours yeah. you can age um, for a long time. I have a lambic um, that I'm aging right now, um, which I had mentioned is is a sour, and that one, it, it's a blend, and it's a blend of different lambics that are varying age. Mm-hmm. Um, so combined, it's like you know a, a few years old already, and then they bottled it coming close to two years. years ago, and they told me I can hold on to that one to like, 2030 or something oh, like wow. that. Yeah, so you can age it. And obviously, depending on when you open it up, you're going to get different flavors and stuff. It's yeah. going to taste different. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: I mean, it's I guess it could be possible that you could still get
1: your hands on Highest rated sour, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, so that's the direction you're going. Yeah, going. I wasn't sure, I was like, No, oh, that's an interesting question. Um, but why, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I guess, like, I I don't know when well, it, you were sad that they didn't brew it anymore, so I was,
0: yeah, trying to I don't know when
1: hype. they first brewed this and how many batches, you know, if it was just like the one th- time they mm-hmm. just like well, let's do this and it came out great, but like it's gonna be difficult to reproduce or what the issue was. That's like, true, that it was be... added to untapped in 2013. Mm. So it's possible there's still, you know, bottles out there that are still yeah. good um, that you might be able to find. I would be interested after to look that up later, mm-hmm. actually. Um, the second highest on Untapped is Red a Trial from Wicked Weed Brewing. Um, the, oh, just to give some context, actually, the, that first R&D Sour Fruit from New Glarus Brewing uh, Company, which is the number one, no longer in production, had a 4.57, which is a really, really high rating. That's really good. Yeah. Um, then that number two spot, which was filled by Red A Trial, um, Wicked Weed Brewing, um, was coming at 4.48 rating on Untapped, which is also really good. Nice. I, I, I mean, I'd like to think anything above a four is just a really good rating.
0: Yeah, anything like at four, Yeah, I, four think, at, I think is pretty
1: good. Is a safe Because everyone
0: has their different, you know, opinion, and um, I don't know,
1: I, I like if I see a beer as a four, like I think it's gonna be pretty good, yeah pretty solid. Yeah. And I've tried some that I won't look at the review before trying it, I'll try it. And then I look at the review and I was kinda of surprised, like I expressed at how high it was. But then I've also had the opposite where I try beer and I think it's really good. And then I look at the rating and it was lower than I would have expected. Yeah. And so it's yeah it's all obviously opinion your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I'm sure So, coming in at number three on our list, highest list of sour ales and untapped, is Imperial Three Scoops with Passion Fruit, Mango, and Peach from The Answer Brewing. Um, The rating is a 4.48, and it's a 7.5 ABV. Nice. Um, I'm just going to kind of give it away already. Um, I'm really excited because... um, that brewing company, the Answer, actually has um, another spot on this list of the top five, which is pretty impressive. That is, yeah, true. that's really impressive. Um, so maybe one day we can get our hands on some of some of their beer. That would be. Yeah, awesome. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the Answer. I'm not either. Yeah, that one
0: sounds tasty,
1: though. Yeah, passion My fruit, gosh. mango, and peach. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yes, please. Um, slot number four is the Scribe from Side Project Brewing. This one has a 4.46 and, surprisingly, a 13% ABV, which is, I feel, very high. I've never had a sour that that's high. that high. Yeah, that is really high. Dang. Um, and it's a collaboration beer with uh, Perennial Artisan Ales, which I've definitely heard of. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty well-known. Does it say for, like, what's they're in They're really good beers. Does it say what's in it? Like, why? I wonder why it's so It's high. Asian Elijah Craig. Oh, okay. Um, Henry McKenna Barrels and um, Cabernet Barrels. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, with Elijah
0: Craig, I wonder if like it has like a whiskey flavor to it, possibly. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's I mean it's aged um, with some bourbon barrels, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and raspberries. Yeah, very, that's they interesting. In, they blended that one. Yeah. Hmm. And then uh, I already kind of alluded that it was going to be, I didn't allude, I straight up said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fifth slot is the answer brewing once again. Um, this one is a different variation. Um, this is also called Triple Three Scoops, but this one has passion fruit lemonade and mango. Hmm. The rating is a four point four six, and it is nine percent ABV. Wow! Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm really interested in trying stuff from the answer now.
0: Yeah, passion fruit
1: lemonade. Two spots and mango. on the highest rated sour ales on the Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. She's, we'll have to get our hands on some of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I, since we were drinking a sour ale, I, I wanted to uh, take the time to look up what the highest rated was. Um, and not only go into what, you know, the differences in sours kettle versus barrel and the bacteria, but uh, look at that. Um, yeah. Because that interests me. I always want to get my hands on something that, you know, is that highly rated. Um, so, yeah, I definitely want to look into to the... The, the answer mm-hmm. brewing yeah for sure um, one thing I, I realized that i forgot to mention when i was discussing the difference between um kettle and barrel other than obviously you know brewed in that giant tank versus the barrel um is one key difference is is the, I, I think i maybe mentioned the, the time it takes you know you could brew a, a kettle sour in four to six weeks versus months for for a, sa- a barrel aged sour um but one of the reasons uh they're able to speed up the process, or one of the ways they're able to speed up the process for kettle is um, they crank it, the wort, which is um, part of the brewing process. It's, it's some of the, the liquid in the, in the early stages of the brewing process, um, just to kind of put it simply. Um, they have to keep it between 112 and 120 degrees Fahrenheit for 24 to 48 hours. So that's why it's really hard to brew mm-hmm. or more challenging to brew at home, like for home brewers to yeah, brew sour. Yeah, that would be really uh, uh, sour. Um, because yeah, I, I have my homebrew set up at home and I can't imagine, I don't know how I would set, yeah. set it up to be like, okay, let's Give keep a it a hundred lamps in or, yeah. or something. But yeah. That. That'd be, that'd be hard. Um, and yeah, obviously you want to keep it really precise and keep the temperature yeah, get steady. Get it to 120 is 112 to 120. Yeah. yeah. That's so maybe like difficult. Brew it in a hot tub. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be, tough. Um, but yeah. And this, so this one, yeah, this one is, um, aged in Oak, um, but yeah, this is really good. Um, really good. I mean, this is. I'm really glad that this one is as good as it is. Um, like I said, I've never had a bad, never had a bad beer from Highland Park. And mm-hmm. um, they're one of my favorites in, in the L.A. area. Um, but this one there's so much depth um, to, to barrel age, in my opinion, versus kettle. I we've had some really good kettles. Um, we in one of the last episodes, when the you know a little bit ago, we we tried Tayberry. From mm-hmm. Alvarado Street, and that was a kettle sour. Yeah, and that was really good. It was, was really, really good, good sour. Um, but I feel that there's a little bit more complexity and depth, maybe, in my opinion. I don't want to offend anyone, but in <laughs> my my humble opinion mm-hmm. about barrel aged sours, um, you know, uh, you get like some of the the oak or whatever, you know, that some notes from the barrels, some characteristics from those barrels that they were aged in. Yeah, and this one is pretty complex. Has a lot of depth. Um, not overly sour. Um, I'm getting a little bit of maybe some grapefruit notes to it. It has some like natural fruity notes um, that are coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, I, it does for I sure. Think I said, like a little bit of funk or mm-hmm. tanginess. Uh, well, especially really like
0: on the nose. But the thing that I think is really cool and like with a lot of beers too, at least what I've what I've noticed is like you can't judge what the beer is going to taste like until you taste it. Like yeah. by like just smelling it. You yeah, know? no, absolutely not. Um, because yeah, just smelling this, I was like, I don't know how this is. I was going to taste. I just thought it was going to be just straight up sour. But when we taste it, it does have those fruity notes, and yeah, like you said, depth of flavor and like kind of like almost like easy to drink as yeah, well. Absolutely, and it's just really, really tasty. Like I would, I want this again, and I'm yeah. not even finished with it. You know, so it's like it's really good. Um, yeah, do you like? What are? Do you have any like of the? fruity notes that you're getting on it or is it kind of just citrusy or what do you think yeah
1: for fruity notes um what said it's it's pretty complex Mm -hmm. i feel like you're getting a little bit um the oak yeah obviously it's sour um grapefruit a little bit of orange peel yeah Um, but like i said this is a really complex there's a lot going on in this beer this Mm -hmm. is a really good beer yeah it is really good Mm -hmm. um and and i don't even know if i think we forgot to mention this the the mouthfeel on this one is is definitely a you know solid medium it is it is a really good Mm -hmm. beer um i'm yeah I'm, re- I'm really pleased with this one mm-hmm. um thank you highland park yeah once again highland park once again thank you <laughs> um yeah if you can get your hands on this one definitely try um fortunately i know where i can get more of these i have more in stock Ooh, so i might there have to get you, them there. you should yeah this is a really good beer um like i said not overly sour i you know i've tried sours that I thought were really good with individuals who are not familiar with sours don't you know have maybe haven't tried one before and they like kind of are shocked by the sourness mm-hmm. um, when I thought it wasn't that bad yeah same good. here same here I feel like this is a this was a really good one like even like people who were starting their introduction to sours I feel like this would be a good one yeah yeah, it's good There's for, a like, going
0: on. for, I mean, for introduction, for people who do like sours. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's just a wide variety. Like, this is just a good beer that you can enjoy. Absolutely,
1: for sure. I This will not be our last beer from Highland Park. No. I really would like to have, I mean, more in general, but maybe maybe we'll get some of the other styles and review those on this show. Yeah, we should. Um, this is, I mean, this is really good. Mm-hmm. This is one of the, I, I'm going to say it, this is one of the better sours I've had. Mm-hmm. This is a really good for beer. For sure, same here. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well... Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank yeah. You on YouTube. Dude, I thought that
0: was, I thought that was super interesting.
1: Good. I liked that. Yeah. I mean, it was, there's, I mean, you could, and like I said, I just gave kind of like a really brief overview. I'm no expert either. You know, I had to do my research and there's, I read, there's so much you can read about sours and it's just brewing in general, obviously. Yeah. But, um, uh, with sours, I just thought it was so interesting because like, you know, it's it such is. a... A style that i feel like not a lot of people are familiar with or you know it's like i said it's gaining in popularity right now mm-hmm. uh, more and more um, and for great reason i i really enjoy sours and when i see that someone has brewed a sour on tap i well definitely one i, I want to try i mean even
0: even like now hearing about like the process of it it's like a highly complex process and yeah. so yeah. that that makes it even like more impressive mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. if a sour turns out good yeah and one that you want to get again like that's that's impressive and it is cool that it's like one of the first ways that beers were made too you know so there's something about that as well that there it's like keeping up with the tradition of it but yeah well i I will
1: say that back in the day it wasn't necessarily always intentional yeah (laughs) it just happened happened. yeah um but i don't imagine they were all this good yeah Um, but just
0: like it's very precise and it's like almost like artistry to like make a good one I mean for brewing sure. a is artists, oh yeah definitely yeah, no I 100% agree you know, you know. so
1: I, I think it's interesting for mm-hmm, sure mm-hmm. yeah well um, we're going to keep on enjoying this one if you've never been to Highland Park or never had their beers uh, try Highland Park yeah, I highly it recommend out. it um, once again thank you for listening and watching taking your time to uh, hang with us um, speaking of watching uh, subscribe to us on YouTube please do yeah um, it'll just notify you when we post a new video No big deal. you get to learn about a new beer and new topic. Yeah. yeah. So subscribe. And subscribe on the podcast as well if you prefer to listen and not watch. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't have to look at us. (laughs) Um, And uh, we're on all the major platforms. And then on Facebook and Instagram, at Original Brew Collective. And then at Twitter. At Twitter we are at Brew Original. I remember that time, I swear. Oh, yeah. I I always forget that. Original Brew Collective
0: was just a little too long for
1: Twitter, but there you go damn it twitter (laughs) um but yeah follow us subscribe um we'd love to hear from you review um and if there's any beers that you had recently that you think that we should review let us know yeah let us know for sure we'd love to hear from you Mm -hmm. um but yeah thank you so much and we're gonna keep on drinking this incredible sour cheers cheers